Hello, everybody. Welcome to a brand new episode of the Shellheads podcast. Uh, we are a TMNT podcast. Uh, my name is Sergio. Uh, I'm a, one of your hosts. Uh, the other host is my good buddy, Jeff. So how's it going, Jeff? Uh, this week's a little bit better than last week. Had some personal stuff to deal with, uh, which was kind of a pain in the butt. But uh, we got through it, and this week's uh, proven to be better. How about you? I'm having a good week. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Like nothing nothing bad's happened. Uh nothing amazing has happened. It's it's just been kind of status quo and that's kind of the best you can, you know, hope for these days. Yeah. Just kind of a mundane chill thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So like my, my, my Game Pass subscription, my, my my three free months uh ends tomorrow. You renew it for what, a dollar? No, 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 no. I, I would have to renew it for like 10 bucks at least. Uh, so I finally started playing my PlayStation 5 today. Okay. I'm uh, Well, if you don't count the Ninja Turtle stuff I played, uh, I finally started Spider-Man Miles Morales. All right. Mm-hmm. And that is a beautiful game. But oh, it is. I, I, I digress. It's very nice. We're here to talk about Ninja Turtles. Yeah, because uh, that it's it's kind of in the name of our podcast. It is. Uh, we we have a main topic, and it is going to be in squarely in the category of video games. Uh, spoiler alert! I'm going to bury the lead for anybody. Uh, yeah. it's, it's it's going to be video games again, uh, and it's it's exactly what we talked about last time. So, I guess stay tuned. But first, we have our other segments. What's the first one, Jeff? It's time to see what's in our collective boxes. <laughs> I did not expect that. <laughs> I know. <laughs> in our collective boxes. Uh, yeah, we, like, if, for some reason, I, I, I guess companies are shipping things now, and I'm getting all kinds of stuff. All kinds of stuff. All kinds of stuff. Uh, but you got something yourself. Do you want to go first? I did, yes. Um, so, um, you know, I was not able to get a pre-order in uh, for the NECA Usagi figure. And you so graciously gave me a heads up uh, through Target.com uh, link uh, that it was in stock. And bam, the minute you sent that to me, I, I, I snagged one. Nice. And, uh, it is absolutely like this might be one of my top favorite figures of the year. Um, like, and there's no, you know how sometimes you'll get a figure and like, you know, you're looking at him like, oh no, this like there's a smudge here, like you know, there's like his eyes crooked or whatever. It's perfect. <laughs> you know? Like this, this is the Usagi figure I think everyone has wanted for what thirty years now. Yes. And everyone should go out and get a, get one for sure. Yeah, I think he's still in stock though. Like, it's it the uh, the the run on collectibles has really uh, calmed down over the past five months or six months. Yeah, and I'm I'm loving the uh, I, you know the box art is still just banger, and it makes me want you know when you look on the back of the box you see Usagi and then all the turtles. 
but you see them all in their like kind of like punk disguises or like mm-hmm. not not punk but like you know um breakdance i'm gonna say breakdancing turtles it's a uh, it said it's it's pronounced punker punker um i hate punkers um <laughs> i want those figures next or at least just give us the you know the sunglass accessories and the coats it'll it'll happen it'll yeah. it, it, it'll, it'll absolutely happen those are great um but yeah well good good i don't have too many of the figures you now i've got i've got metalhead and i've got chrome dome and that's pretty much it oh wow i but i guess that's true yeah and you're getting a, a fugitoid so yes eventually you, yes. you weird robot man yeah <laughs> hey, robots are cool <laughs> like that that's one of those those statements that you can stand behind and no one can really say much about it. Kind of like when someone says dinosaurs are cool. It's like, you know what? I, you can't argue against dinosaurs being cool. You really can't. You can't argue against robots being cool, especially transforming robots or transforming dinosaurs or transforming dinosaur robots. See, I see. I would absolutely argue with that because, uh, transforming dinosaur robots are ultra stupid. Eh, Dinobots are the worst Transformer ideas. It's it's the worst idea to hit Transformers in the f- f- what forty years Transformers have been around. See, I disagree. But like, as far as we're talking about, like, if we're talking about disguise, then no, you're not fooling anybody. Yeah, <laughs> they're not robots in disguise. They're hey, just Doug. robot dinosaurs. <laughs> Dude, Doug, that T Rex kind of looks like a robot. Um, um, aren't those supposed to be extinct? It's like, yeah, that's why he's a robot. Yeah. Yeah. It's just so stupid. At uh, that point, it was just to sell toys. And it was always just to sell toys, Jeff. Yeah. Not all. Well, no. Yeah. Some of the stories were good. Anyway. Anyway. This is not a Transformers podcast. This is a Ninja Turtles. <laughs> Jeff's deeply articulate Transformers podcast is is that's still in the hopper. We're still working on that one. Yeah, yeah. No, we're not. I'm I'm not going to be on your Transformers podcast, Jeff. Well, you know, if there's nobody else. Because <laughs> <laughs> if I remember correctly, that's who approached me. He's like, "Hey, so I like these Ninja Turtles things." I was like, "Okay." I was like, "I'm not doing a podcast." I was like, "Okay." <laughs> and yes. nobody else wants to do it. <laughs> but but that was under the understanding that you'd like the Ninja Turtles. I yeah. don't like the Transformers. Of course not. So there there's kind of a gap there. But let's move on to my box. I want everybody to stay tuned because one episode we're going to talk about the extremely long, lengthy list of everything that he hates. Oh, man. It's the, the bonus episode there. Yeah. Uh. Okay, so you I got in your box. <laughs> I got a bunch of NECA stuff. Um, I got Leo as the Hunchback. Oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, that that figure is big. Like, yeah, they're all big, but he's like deep. It's deep the right word. Like, it's not like he's super tall or you know he's super beefy. wide, but from front to back, there's a lot of Leonardo there. He's beefy. He's beefy. It's kind of like the um, uh, some of the Marvel series, like uh, figures when they released Kingpin. That was a big boy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And that was a good like maybe pound or two. 
not maybe not that much, but you could hurt somebody with that thing. Oh yeah. And his, and his shell is a storage shell. So, so there, there's that, um, Directly from NECA, I received Zack and Smash and Crooked Ninja Turtle gang member and Rock Soldier. Cool. Which, now that I got them in, like, I'm really glad I ordered them. The the, the Rock Soldier is kind of janky looking. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's because I'm so used to seeing Trag and Graniteer or Granitor. Yeah. Like, just a generic Rock Soldier is, is it's kind of weird. Uh, but I do like that they're selling them and the Crooked Ninja Turtle gang together as the, the that army builder set. Yeah. Because if it was Zack and the Rock Soldier and then Smash and the Crooked Ninja Turtles gang character, it would make both Zack and Smash harder to get. Right. So it it, it, it works out in the long run. So, so good job, NECA. You were you, you were thinking. Yeah, I love the Crooked Ninja Turtle game. I'd like to see them show up in an official game at some point. I, w- I would love for them to show up in, like, I don't know, NECA. Not NECA, in IDW. Oh, yeah, that would be cool. Um, they could be, like, weird off clones or, or something, um, or robots or whatever. Um, uh, do, does he come with, like, all, like, all four different turtle-type weapon accessories? Uh, I think so, um... When you say he, do you mean Smash? Uh, no, the Crooked Ninja Turtle Goon. Oh, I don't know. That's a good question. Let me go get him. Let's see. There's a there's a katana. There's some uh, there's a nunchuck. That's yeah. There's there's not much. Okay. At least not ones that are you know Ninja Turtle themed. But what's really cool is Zach. <laughs> comes with a chrome dome helmet. Yeah, like I guess so you can put it on other characters. Yeah, but but yeah, Zach comes with a chrome dome head. Um what else did I get? Uh against my best interest, like against my own admittance that I was buying too many best action figures. I ended up buying the glow-in-the-dark Casey Jones. I knew it. Because uh, it was available at Offbeat. And it was an ex- it was it was a previews exclusive, and I was like, oh, it's a hot exclusi. Let me get it. I got home, and I was like, ah, why did I buy this? <laughs> well, one, you're supporting supporting your uh, local yeah. true business, which is good. Right, but supporting your local business doesn't mean buying stuff you don't actually want. You need it. <laughs> I don't need it. You do. I don't even like glow in the dark stuff. If you ask, who hurt you as a child? We've I gone over this. Really, really want to know this. Glow in the dark stuff is dumb. It's not dumb. I love it. Why? I'm. It's just cool. How many black lights do you have in your house, Jeff? None. <laughs> Why do you hate fun? Because I'm an adult. <laughs> See, no, I mean, that explains so much. But n- no, yeah, glow, glow in the dark. Just like, like glow in the dark is just like fireworks. It's something you give to a child or or show to a child to distract them long enough to you know do adult things. Who hurt you? <laughs> I really have to know this. Somebody, somebody scorned you or something. 
<laughs> Moving on. Uh, from IDW, uh, I, I'm, I'm, on, I'm pretty much caught up. I think I'm caught up on the IDW collections, which are the real thick hardcover books uh, that have... Check your spreadsheet. I, <laughs> I didn't check my spreadsheet. No, I just don't know if volume 14 is out yet. Uh, it looks like volume 14 is out, which means I'm not caught up. I'm one short, but I just got volumes 12 and 13 in the mail. And IDW is kind of, kind of caught up on, on like collecting their books uh, because the volume 13 ends with issue 100. Yeah, so there's only been, what, 30-something issues since then? Uh, so volume 14, which I haven't ordered yet. Um, oh, let's see. Oh, okay, volume 14 collects 101 through 112, the annual and some miniseries. So, so yeah, they're they're hot on the heels of their, uh, their floppies, which is good. That's good. Because, yeah. you know, some people like to read these in, in like, thick novel form. Yeah. And it, like if you want a prestige format for this IDW like run, the IDW collection is absolutely the prestige format. Yes. Uh they're beautiful. They're 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 like hardbound. They even have a little bookmark. Like a, like a little like felty what what no, like a little nylon book bookmark that you can uh, move to each page as you're reading it. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it's it's needlessly fancy, so I I like it. Yeah. Um, what else did I get? Uh, so I was in the, the game exchange this afternoon. I I had zero intention on buying anything. I was just visiting a friend who works there, and I stumbled upon a DS game that I've kind of been sitting on for years at this point it's it's been on my amazon wish list for a while uh just because i couldn't find an inbox copy mm-hmm. they had an inbox copy of the tmnt game from the from the movie you know tmnt for ds for like six bucks oh wow yes it's worth that yeah inbox and i was like oh well i i guess i'm spending six bucks it's not bad yeah, so I snagged that. Uh, now I own that game on Wii, DS, GBA, and Xbox 360. Okay. Yeah. All for different reasons. <laughs> yeah, I would say the GBA version is the best. No, no. What? No. Yes. Dude, that, the, we'll get to this when we talk about the, the Ubisoft games, but that... Like, that uh, Prince of Persia ripoff single player game that they released for TMNT is really good. Well, it is, but I still like it the most. Nah, the GBA that's just just another it's just another side side scrolling platformer. Eh. As if we needed another one of those. We always do. We we don't. There's there's literally thousands of them. We don't we don't need another one. Technically, you know we do. But anyway, and finally. Uh, I got one more thing in the mail, and I don't even know how to talk about this uh, because on iTunes we are a a uh, a family rated podcast. Cover your ears, children. 
uh, like I'm not going to use any naughty language, but so I guess g- give the backstory on this not safe for work comic because I know you know it. I don't know the entire. You get me a copy. No, I, d- I did not get you a copy. Good. <laughs> so I'm just going to read the inside of this, this copy of this. Well, uh, what this was is a comic put together as a farewell gift to friends at Mirage. Bill Fitz wrote and did the layouts. Dan Cincinnaris uh, did the pencils. Bill inked it, and Steve Levine did the lettering. Uh, as it's sort of a taboo at the time, as the TMNT were still enjoying popularity and were careful not to tarnish the clean image, it was kept on the under wraps, kept on the under wraps. Who wrote this? Well, whatever. Uh, and only printed a run of 50 copies, which were given out to the creators uh, and some of the staff. It was done in secret and then sprung on them as a surprise. It is a, I'm going to say maybe 10 page, 12 page, very, very graphic black and white. Ninja Turtles comic book. And when I say graphic, I don't mean, oh, it's bloody. No, it's it is. You would have to you'd have to walk through the beads at the video store to buy this. Yeah, people are doing it. Yes, yes. And like that's that's probably the 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 nicest way to put it. There is some I I was like, oh, whoa, whoa. Yeah, yeah, it's. It's wild. And uh, some dude on Facebook has a copy of it. Uh, And, you know, there were only 50 copies. There's not really a way to get an original. Um, But he was selling like, what are they called? Um, Ash can sized copies that are just clearly labeled as this is a reproduction. uh, You know, so more people can read this crazy book. And as soon as I saw it pop up, I was like, I've got to have this. And uh, I. I don't regret it, but boy, is my collection tainted now. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll have to bring it by the the, the, the zone and show it to you, because have you have you ever seen it before? I so there's a, a friend of mine that uh, works at an auction house and she had um, taken pictures and covered up. She was like, these the, these were the cleanest pages I could show. And so she put sticky notes over the other parts and stuff, and uh, they were, you know, selling off. I think all the original pages, oh, or the whoa. original layouts. Whoa. Yeah, so that's long gone. I can't even imagine what those pages would fetch today. Yeah, because that's literally probably the most valuable Turtles comic. I probably, it, yeah. or at the very least, the most rare. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, you should order me a copy from that guy. <laughs> Throw me some cash and I will do it. OK. Um, and the very last thing that we or I received and you received uh, was from a listener on Facebook. OK. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> wow, Jeff. <laughs> well, hey, look, it's been a week. It's like last week was last, last week was crazy. So, 
So uh, is this this guy's name's Tyler. Uh, he's he, he's he messaged us on Facebook and was basically like, uh, I've got these these old bags from like a video store. I mean, let me see. Yeah. During the pandemic, uh, apparently he he came across some. Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles to the secret of the ooze. Like. But what are those? Like, re- like retail plastic like bags, like retail, for retail. Like, yeah, retail like promo to go bags or something. I can't remember because I don't yeah. remember ever seeing these. Yeah, so like if you were at a blockbuster in you know 1991 and you rented four movies, they would put them in this bag that said Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2: The Secret of the Ooze, and on the other side, other side they say Cowabunga, it's the new turtle movie, and. He just messaged us and said, hey, these are weird. Do you want them? And of course, you know how much I love weird. Yeah. And he sent them to us and they are everything that he promised they would be. And I I don't know what I'm going to use them for. Obviously, uh, some of them are going to just go into storage because they're weird. But I kind of want to put a bunch of turtle stuff in one or two of them. And that just be the storage place for for dumb turtle stuff. Yeah. Or you could frame it with like a... um VHS cover sleeve. I could. I could okay. work on some sort of shadow box. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I'm not that crafty, but who knows? Maybe. We, like we've got we've got a few of them. Like what we like four a piece, I think. Yeah. So I can mess up a couple of uh shadow boxes before I actually get it get it right. Mm-hmm. Uh. So yeah, we got a whole bunch of stuff in the mail. Yeah, much appreciated for that very cool piece of uh, Turtles. I don't want to say memorabilia. I do. I do. Is it mem- okay? Yeah, we just classify it as mem- mem- memorabilia. So yeah, thank you very much. Yeah, like if we call it that, it sounds really important, and they're cool enough that I feel like they should be referenced as important. I mean, I do have a sealed copy of the behind the scenes of the second movie. VHS. I have that VHS. It's not sealed, but I do have yeah. that VHS. I got it for like. <laughs> like, that's the thing. Like, you can find old VHS tapes. Like, oh, yeah. When someone, someone comes across a big box of VHS tapes, the first thought they have is, oh, these might have value. When you come across a box of random plastic bags from 30 years ago, your first thought, you probably isn't. Hmm. These probably have value or somebody wants these. So it was really serendipitous for someone who is a listener to happen to stumble upon them and say, these are cool. Maybe the, maybe the shellheads want some of them. Yeah. Yeah. Cause anybody else who found those would have probably just thrown them away. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it's cool. Real cool. Uh, Jeff, what is our next anemic topic? Time for, a little bit of news. Yeah, there's a little, there's a, yeah, just, uh, just a, a, like a, what, what is it? A, a squirrel's fart worth of news. Do you want to take this news topic? Uh, you could take it. All right. So <laughs> apparently speaking of hot sclusies, um, the Ooh. September, of the September issue of Toy World magazine has a a weird update from Nickelodeon and, and or Paramount 
stating that there are big plans for the Ninja Turtles in 2023 in regards to video games. As if 2022 wasn't big enough for Ninja Turtles video games. Right. Those plans include, and I quote, a brand new triple A video game to be released. Hmm. Just let, digest that for a moment. Yeah. Okay. So w- what what do we know? We know there's a new movie coming out next year. Yeah. Okay. We know that Nickelodeon is going to want to promote that movie as much as possible. Uh, and there's probably going to be some sort of synergy marketing campaign where the turtles are probably in Fortnite and they're, they're probably going to be commercials and all kinds of dumb stuff across several different platforms, right? Using the, the phrase AAA video game is a very specific phrase. Yeah. That I'm just going to say there's no way this is 100% true. I mean, you know, we probably would have heard about something by now. Eh, not necessarily like some games can get announced six months before they come out. They can be announced nine months before they come out. It is odd for it to, to, you know, be this deep into development and nothing leak out. Yeah. Um, especially if it is a quote unquote triple a video game, because for, for those of you who may not play video games, like triple a means like top of the line, like big budget, we're trying to sell 55 million copies of this game, triple A. Like Batman, the Arkham Asylum series. I, actually, if it, in 2022, we're, I'm talking bigger than that. Bigger than that. Oh. Bigger than that. Because like by today's standards, if you release Batman Arkham Asylum, that's not a triple A game. Like by today's standards, we're talking like Fallout 4. You know, games that are expected to be supported for four years. Grand Theft Auto five or Grand Theft Auto six or 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 uh, Red Dead Redemption or uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, mm-hmm. you know, that that literally took 17 vid- game studios two years to put together like that's a triple A video game. The, and and. That's not happening. They're not doing that. Do I believe that there's a video game that is, you know, marketed directly towards serious video gamers that I can believe? Or it could just be a cash grab based off the movie that they're just throwing together. We're hoping that's not what the, what it is. Right. Because we don't need any more of the shovelware. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Like I. I will play any t- Turtles video game, of course. Uh, and I definitely want it to be good. Uh, I really hope that they find a way to make a compelling Turtles game that isn't just a beat-em-up. You know? And I I know when I say just a beat-em-up, it, it makes your blood boil. But well, Spider-Man is another good example of a AAA game. Spider- yeah, Spider-Man is a good example of a AAA game. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I'd like to see something like that. Lots of move sets. You can unlock moves and stuff and, you know, big open world. Yeah, just honestly, just an open world Ninja Turtles video game set in New York. It, it I play a lot of bad video games. It doesn't even have to be that good for me to really enjoy it. Like how you getting around that city? Well, you can get on the rooftops. You can travel via skateboard or whatever v- other vehicles they might have. Mm-hmm. That'd be sweet. Drive around the 
tear up the streets of the turtle van, cheapskate, yep. whatever. Use the sewers as fast travel. Oh, my God. It'd be like a giant water slide. Oh, man, that'd be dope. Mm-hmm. Like, the, the, the turtles are very much made for video games. Yeah. You know, and, and even if you don't go open world, there's there's so many different realms that the turtles exist in. Like, you can have an entire New York level, and then, boom, you have an entire outer space level, and then, boom, you have an entire Northampton level. Yeah. You know, there there's so much to work with that it's kind of a shame we haven't gotten any great modern video games. Yeah. But mark my words, Jeff, a AAA game is not coming. But I hope that there is a game coming, and I hope it's good and not yeah. just thrown out there. I hope it's not a mobile game. That's, oh. They're just like, hey, the movie's out. Here's a mobile game. No, thank you. I'd like to see Insomniac do it. Insomniac's working on Spider-Man 2. And Wolverine. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so unless they're a three-game studio. I mean, hey, if anybody could pull it off, it could be them. I do trust them implicitly. They've never made a bad game. Well, that might be an overstatement. 90, 95% of their games are great. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I think that's it for news. Do you have anything else? I have that was like about it. It's yeah, a very light week. In in the uh in the pre-show, me and you were like, Yeah, does new best action figures count? <laughs> and I don't think they do. Like the, they're repainting the, the, the turtles again to look like the arcade turtles. Uh I, I'm still gonna collect the different molds. So like you know, if they release an April O'Neil, I'll definitely grab that. Or if they, you know, release a new Soggy or, you know, they'll they'll get to more characters. I'm tired of them just repainting the turtles. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but that does it for news, which which means it's time for a break, Jeff. Yeah. OK, hey, we're back. Um, Hey, before we get into the main topic, uh. I, I I found some more news that I for some reason I just completely skipped over. I sent it to you last week and then forgot about it. But remember months ago when they were when Funko released the Turtles Power Rangers crossover pops? Oh yeah, yeah. So they released Leonardo and Donatello, but that was it, right? Well, since then uh, they have announced the Shredder. Green Ranger uh, pop figure, which kind of snuck up and and like I wasn't able to get it. I'm now having to look on the secondary market, which is no fun. Uh, but they also announced that this October or later this month. Uh, yeah, October for the New York Comic Con. The other two crossover figures will be available. Uh, they are Michelangelo as the Yellow Ranger and Raphael as the Red Ranger. Uh, you'll be able to buy them from the Funko store. Uh, don't make me lie. Let me, let me find what date that's going to be, because I've already set my my calendar to jump on and grab them. Uh, but the, but if, if you're lucky enough to go to the New York Comic Con, the Funko booth will have them. Um, let's October 7th. 
on Funko.com. Uh, I have my note here says 7:45 a.m., which means they probably go on sale at 8 a.m. Central Time. Funko.com. So heads up. If you're not a pop guy, then ignore all of this. Uh, what do you have to say, Jeff? So we can move on. They look good. I'm probably just not gonna, you know, bother with them because it's just too much of a hassle. Yeah, yeah. Like I, there might be a, a chance that you'll stumble stumble into these in like a retail outlet. Okay, main topic. Jeff, what are we talking about? The Cowabunga Collection. Wait, is that it? I I watched a bunch of television. Like a like a bunch of episodes of Oh no, it's, of course we're talking about the Cowabunga Collection. It came out like what, 2 weeks ago? Yeah. Uh what what system system and or systems did you get it for, Jeff? Uh Well, first and foremost, I decided to go with Switch. Uh, just because, well, I can take it on the go, and its majority of them are Nintendo games. So cause I wanted to have that, you know, for that system, and I play my Switch a lot. Uh, I also got a copy of it for PlayStation 4. Cool, cool. How often do you go on the go? It depends. <laughs> That's not an answer. <laughs> it, it varies. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I, I don't use my Switch on the go ever because i hate joy cons or hardly uh, all so yeah so i did not get it on switch uh, i got it on playstation 5 mm-hmm. um because that then you know that i have these these fancy new consoles i might as well buy games for them right uh and i do like trophies and achievements so that's an, another reason i was like let me get it on like a big boy console yeah it's it's okay. Whatever. <laughs> Does big boy console bother you? Well, it's just ridiculous. Like it's like you just hating on the Switch. I was like, it's not well, a bad system. But you it's know, but it's it's inferior by it's inferior. all measurements. It doesn't matter if it's not like a powerhouse. You can still play games on it. I'm not saying that you can't. But these are pixelated games. This is not like you know just graphically intense games that are going to run at 30 frames a second instead of, you know, 60 frames on the PlayStation four. It's just, it, it it's fine. I, there's, there's nothing wrong with the switch version. i but when it comes to buying games, the switch is the last console I buy games for because it's a toy. Yes. Yeah, so it's not still not. A great the the switch is a toy compared to the other two. Yeah. Still don't agree with you. <laughs> Well, yeah, I got it for PS5, and uh, in the time since it's come out, I have touched every single one of the games. I've not finished all of them, um, but what are your first reactions to the collection? Well, first off, I noticed, like, why is there 2K3 music playing during the opening of this? Yeah, I noticed that, too. On the menu. I was like, well, I guess they just... You know, it was laying around, so I'm like, well, I'm taken completely out of the 80s. (laughs) Yeah, and the thing is, it's not like, it's not lifted directly out of 2K3, it's just kind of 2K3 inspired. Yeah. Which is even weirder, so like, they paid someone to compose music that doesn't go there? I mean, oh no, that's in, that's in the games. So, it's already, they were used in the the 2K3 games. I'd love to I'd love to hear a comparison because 
it didn't sound like a direct like copy of it. I distinctively remember it being from either one, two, or three. I don't know. I don't know. I think that it was may take one. that may take some some uh, some extra research that I don't know if I'm willing to do. Either either way, that's the wrong music. Yes, it is. Uh, what 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 else do you have to say? I was absolutely blown away by the presentation. Like from the title screen, art looks of all the characters there look, looks fantastic. Going into the game selection, I kind of wish they had grouped all the games together by console. Um, like it kind of. Mm, I I yeah I, I guess you're right. Um, it's not like the way they have them just like grouped is confusing. Well, they kind of do. Like if you like the NES ones are all together, you go, you scroll through them and then they're, you know, all four of them are together and then you jump to the game boy, they're together. So I guess they kind of are, but it like, it kind of throws me off going between turtles in time or like hypersome high should have been like the super Nintendo room. Um, yeah, maybe. Wait, do, like looking at the years, like what came out first? Do we Probably, know? Uh, should have been Super Nintendo. They're not grouped together. You can like, only look at one on screen at a time. Yeah, like tournament fighters, both should have been like degree. Two. I don't know. No, you're you're right. You're right. Like the the way I w- it, if it were up to me, <laughs> it. The, the organization would be very different. Like the, the the way they have them set up is one game on the screen at a time and you hit scroll right and the next game pops up. Scroll right, the next game pops up. And I would have like more than one, like a group of games on screen at a time. Say, hey, boom, here are the arcade games. Hey, boom, here are, here it, are the Super Nintendo games. Hey, boom, here is like Hyperstone Heist. Because it's the only Genesis game that's not Tournament Fighters. Yeah. And then, boom, here are the Game Boy games. And then, boom, here are all of the Tournament Fighter tournament fighter games. Yeah. That's that's how I would do it. But there's nothing inherently wrong with the way they're organized as is. Right. It's a tiny nitpick. Yeah. Uh, what do you think of the gameplay? Gameplay was very solid. Like, uh, I, I, you know... Each one has, uh, you know, enhancements and you can like remove slowdown and turn off sprite flicker or have God mode, which is really fun in certain games Um, Mm. and is very smooth, very fluid. Um, It's like, you know, just playing these on the original console. Honestly, I would say they're probably smoother in a lot of places than the original consoles themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Um, with, With the enhancements, of course. Yeah, yeah, because specifically with the arcade games, because, you know, those those were joystick games, right? Yeah. And when you play them with a joystick on, you know, these modern consoles, it translates very, very well. Mm -hmm. Uh, Playing the NES games on a joystick is weird. Yeah, but it still works and it's smooth and responsive and at no at no point did i feel like i wasn't in complete control almost more control than i have when i like when i play those things on the original consoles yeah 
because the, the original consoles, as great as they are, it always felt like, no, I didn't press that button. Yeah. Oh, you know, just just just, you know, angry kid who, you know, thinks he should be playing better now as an adult. I'm like, oh, these are smooth. I, they're just doing exactly what I'm asking it to do. Yeah. Yeah. So like they really just worked over time, make sure everything. So there's still some 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 hiccups here and there, some bugs and stuff. Uh, just kind of like looking on their Twitter, like from the, like some of the developers, they're saying like we're you know we're still working on a few things out, you know. But otherwise, like they're online. Like I don't play games online. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of these are online enabled, and they're very slow. Like depending upon how many players you've got. Uh, of course, local co-op is uh, you know smoother. So you know they're working on you know ironing those kinks out and stuff. You know other than that, it's. You know, you know, like you said, it's 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 pretty smooth. I noticed a couple of spots in like the Turtles two for NES and Turtles three for NES, where I don't remember noticing this on the original versions that like in the second stage on Turtles two, um, where you're chasing after Shredder and you're going down the street and everything, and you're going to where that chick on the the, the skateboard comes by. And you uh-huh. go down that angle, it looked like the the street was tearing. And I don't remember that being in the original. It could be inherent to the original version, but I don't remember that. And then in Turtles three, when I'm on the um uh, like the submarine stage, the logo at the bottom, like the whole bottom part, is kind of like glitching a little bit, like it's not staying in place. Yeah. Again, that could be inherent to the original versions, or it could just be something that buggy. I don't. Know. Yeah, yeah. And and when I was playing the 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 original NES game, uh, there was a lot of very familiar sprite flicker. Yeah. And it and it like made me warm inside. Yeah. Not that that game is good or or even that fun, but I played so much of it. That yeah. if those sprites weren't flickering, it would it would it would be like watching a movie in 3D that you've never that you've seen dozens of times, yeah. not 3D, and it just doesn't look right. Right, and you know they give you you know it's nice to that they give you the option to have the original versions or have you know an enhanced version, um, mm-hmm. which is really really nice. Um, let's talk about the bonus stuff. Oh, there's so much of it <laughs> because I, I knew there was going to be like a you, you know museum quality like presentation to the entire package, but I did not know it was going to go so deep. Yeah, like yeah. what what can we expect? Like what's in the basically turtles museum that they have built? So you go to the turtles layer and it literally is their layer recreated. And it's just, it looks so beautiful right down to the, the, the TV with the uh, missing leg and the books holding it up, which I love. Um, and you get an option to look at animated shows behind the scenes, music strategy guides, uh, boxes and manuals, ads and catalogs with, uh, games that are not Ninja Turtles redacted. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's true <laughs> which is pretty funny i was like well the konami you own this oh that's a it's a warner brothers game you can't put that in there um and you know you can't watch of course the any of the animated shows 
uh, of course, you know, that would cost extra. Um, but there's like screen screenshots and stuff from each uh, each season, just like a handful of shots, which is kind of cool to kind of about what's going on each season a little bit. Yeah, like like and and that rolls real deep. Like there's screenshots of like season ten of that show. Yeah, you know nobody watched season ten. That's uh, not true. Seventeen people watched season ten. No, no, come on! These weird numbers you keep making up. No, <laughs> tons of people. Do you want me to look up the 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 tiny little number that it was? Because it's tiny. It's not. Well, like that's why the show got canceled. No, it just ran out of steam. Because no one was watching it. But whatever. But but yeah yeah like screenshots from season ten like that that tells you how deep it rolls like. There's design docs for the video games. There's uh, st- stuff drawn by Mirage. There's uh, strategy guides for all the games with no covers on them. Do you notice that? Yeah. Yeah, because some of that stuff was uh, it was either maybe Game Pro or Nintendo Power or something. Yeah, just just redact that. Just redact the. It doesn't matter. Whatever. But but yeah, they they have like all the maps. From from the first game, in the uh, the strategy guide, it's it's really as I said before, like museum quality preservation to a lot of these assets, uh, yeah. stuff that the majority of the population will never be able to get in their hands. Right, because it was all um, all at Konami, and I was I was watching an interview with the guys that were putting this all together, and they had contacted Konami. And it was like they had just – and luckily for them, everything was in order. They are all in these giant binders, and they're like, oh, do you want scans of this stuff? Uh, yes, please. Because <laughs> I, I love the approach to this. They were like, we don't know if we'll ever be able to do this again, so let's go all out mm-hmm. from the start. And it is, it is beautiful. It's like so great to see because – for, for a lot of you, a lot of our listeners, you guys might not have grown up in, you know, the 80s and the 90s. And when this kind of stuff was peak and going to, you know, your local newsstand or your grocery store and seeing a game magazine or a comic and I'm like, oh, hey, then, then there's an ad on the back of the comic or there's, a you know, an ad in the magazine for like, you know, turn your house into a sewer. I'm like, no, don't do that. <laughs> Children don't do that. Well, I guess we need to further uh, explain. Magazines are those things that are, you know, right next to the checkout when you actually get checked out by a person at a grocery store. Now, yeah. imagine those, except there's a lot more of them and like a dozen different gaming magazines on the rack at any given time. Mm-hmm. That's what the 90s looked like. L- looked like because we didn't have the Internet. Yeah. It was pretty fantastic. So, like, seeing all this, all this, you know, all these ads and stuff is just a wonderful flood of memories. And there's also, like, Japanese print uh, stuff, too, which is really cool. Um, yeah, yeah. Like, something as simple as, like, physical scans of the box art. Mm-hmm. Not n- not the, uh, the original, like... Uh, I don't know, JPEGs or what What would it be? BMPs from, uh, you know, 1991 of the box art. Like, yeah, 
they're, they're physical scans of the box art from every region or from both regions, the, the, the you know, Japan uh, release and the North North American release. And they're right next to each other. Like you just hit one button to flip back, you know, between each ones, each one. And just seeing how different things are marketed uh, on the other side of the world. Yeah. Was really cool. Um, and every manual was there. Scans of every single manual. Mm-hmm. Also very, very nice. Yeah, yeah. Like most video, most old video games will never in a million years get this treatment. No. You know, and, and most video games don't warrant it just because they're not they're either, they're either not that good or there's not a fervor uh, or, or, or a huge um, fan base to that they're clamoring for it. But there's also like super fan favorites that aren't being treated like this. Like we don't have a museum quality preservation version of the legend of Zelda. No, like we have re-releases. It's currently playable on switch. Like it, it's everywhere, but Nintendo hasn't scanned in the, 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 the original instruction book. Yeah. You know, so this is a really special collection. And, and, and what other collections have they made like this? Um, I've got, well, I know there's the, the Castlevania collection and then there's mm-hmm. the Contra collection. Um, don't recall there being manuals and stuff there. There might be, it's been a while since I played the, the Castlevania. Collection. Okay. So, but those are, um, those are handled. Um, I, I think Digital Eclipse did those. I think it was a company called M2. I'd have to. Yeah, I I don't know, but but I I do know that this is the defin like as of right now, this yeah, is M2. the definitive way to play these games. Yeah, M2 M2 worked on those, so that's a different company. Okay. Um, maybe if this does well, uh, Digital Eclipse it, it will be picked up to work on other, you know, beloved franchises from the, from the eight bit and 16 bit eras. That would be nice. They're also not completely ruling out a two K three collection. Well, Uh, (laughs) if, if the fans want it, that, that, that wasn't even, I think the blurb, like the news blurb, which is all it was, was never say never. Yeah. Which is that's less than news. Yeah. You know, th- that's not confirming anything. That doesn't mean anyone's looking into it. It doesn't mean anyone cares. It doesn't even mean if people want it, they'll do it. It just means never say never. Yeah. Uh, did, hey, did Jeff, did you know that that first NES game is the best selling third party title on the original NES? Yes, I believe we talked about that. When we first talked about games. Yeah, it is the 11th best-selling game on the console. Uh, sold 4 million copies. Do you know how many copies of uh, Super Mario Brothers were sold? How many? 40 million. Yeah. So, I, I, he, he, okay. All right. So, so I personally, in the past 20 minutes or however long we've been talking... I just I've heaped a lot of praise on this collection and it deserves it. Uh Oh, it deserves it. 
because of how well it's 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 a preservation piece. I'm I'm waiting for the butt. There's not a butt. There's not a butt. Okay. There's a however. Oh. However, no amount of polish can make these games good. See again, I don't agree with any of that. Yeah, like I. You're just not a beat 'em up fan. Not at all. Like I'm not a fighting game fan. I'm not a beat 'em up fan. Uh, the the closest any of these games come to being in my wheelhouse is that first game. And it's well documented how bad that first NES game is. Mm-hmm. Uh, all of those game boy games could be good platformers if they weren't on game boy. Well, now I will, I will correct you on that because turtles three, I think is the best one that because it, it, it well, is yeah, Metroidvania. It, it's still, still like you might be the best looking pile of poop. It's not that bad. But if you're still a pile of poop, it's not a pile. Of it poop. doesn't really matter. It, yeah, like it's fine. But it's I'm not going to if like if someone is like having a long conversation about Game Boy games. It's like, "Oh man, here are the iconic great Game Boy games." You would have to pay me to put any of those 3 on the list. Or even bring them up in conversation. I I I will will vouch for one and three all day. Now you're right. Two is a special kind of bad, but it is the weakest. One uh, one and two are the more playable, but they're still not good. Again, I don't. Yeah. So I basically, w- w- I guess what I'm saying is, you already know if you want this collection. It's it's this isn't going to be a collection that is going to convert a bunch of new players into Ninja Turtles fans because th- th- these games are just too far gone in like they're they're too far from being relevant. Uh, you would really have to be a, a a super fan of digging up the past and experiencing the past to pull from this what you would need to pull to become a fan of that genre. And that's not necessarily a complaint again, as a product, as a package, as a museum collection, this thing is darn near perfect. Yeah. Um, but I've, I'm not going to recommend it to anyone who's never played these games before. I mean, I would, you know, if, if they ask me, Hey man, I've been wanting to play those games my whole life. Should I get the collection? Yes. Or if someone asked me, hey, man, are those any good? Uh, No, no. Like. Play something new. I I will point them in the direction of Shredder's Revenge. I see. And again, it just stems from your distaste for fighting games and beat-em-ups like beat-em-ups for me are very therapeutic. And I just I really enjoy beat em ups. Yeah, and of course. I, I, now Shredder's Revenge did uh, improve on that genre greatly. <laughs> um, it made it playable. <laughs> you know, well, they combined everything. They combined, you know, uh, tournament fighters and one to one. But, you know, I would absolutely recommend this. And like if you're curious about the the games were long and you just want to have a good time turn your brain off i mean again for the price oh the the price is is perfect it's what 40 bucks 40 bucks 
for 13 games and 11 Japanese versions, which are different from their American. Some have some variations on their American counterparts. Yeah, yeah. And censorship or, you know, just weird stuff that they didn't include uh, for whatever reason. Uh, I have a couple of questions specifically for you, Jeff. Okay. Um, is, is your song in the game? No, it is not. Uh, if, for those <laughs> for those of you who may not know what we're talking about, g- give everyone a, an explanation of what that what I'm talking about. So the 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 very first arcade game, like the original arcade cabinet, had uh, original audio clip from the opening of the animated series. Viacom doesn't own that. So Which is hilarious. <laughs> it's it's insane. That's like the literally the only thing they don't have the rights to, I I believe. Um and so to license it, as as some of you may or may not know, music licensing is a pain. Mm-hmm. A, a huge pain. And it's not that it's it's not a it's just expensive. It's very expensive. It's very expensive. And this is like number one, the most popular franchise in probably the history of anything and so oh let's milk that cow so they replaced it with a sound alike um for the opening title and then when you go into when you when you start uh the game to jump off the roof and go you know down into april's apartment Mm -hmm. um now it was included on one of the arcade one-ups which was what seven hundred dollars so that yeah. justified that price point. Is it is it a shame that it's not here for preservation's sake? Yes. Does it take away from your enjoyment of owning and playing all of these games? No, it does not. Um, that's my other nitpick. It would be nice if it, it would be there. Maybe at some point, if it sells, continues to sell extremely well like it has been, we could get a maybe a, maybe a patch would show up and they'd do it, but I I kind of doubt that would happen. Yeah, yeah. And I'm, we've talked about this before, but of course, the song was written by Chuck Lorre. Yeah. Uh, the so-called king of sitcoms. Yeah. Uh, he co-created and/or produced Grace Under Fire, Sybil, Dharma and Craig, Two and a, Two and a Half Men, The Big Bang Theory. Mike and Molly, young Sheldon, like it's it's just a, a murderer's row of really bad sitcoms. And I'm sure he knows not to sell what he owns. That's that's probably why Nickelodeon doesn't own it until he dies. And, <laughs> and, and then his kids will be like, yeah, you can buy it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the other question I have that's specifically for you is. I opted to get the $40 version. You opted to get the collector's edition. Am I correct? You would be correct. What what does that include? Well, and why does it suck? It doesn't suck. <laughs> uh, um, <laughs> dig that out. Okay. Okay. You there? I'm here. Okay. So, this came with the acrylic diorama, a cloth poster, character card set, enamel pins, and an art book. Art okay. pins are Turtle Blimp, Turtle Van, Technodrome, Shredder, and Krang. Cloth poster is a new art piece done by Kevin Eastman. 
uh, specifically for this. And the box art's all done by Kevin Eastman, too. The trading cards are from Tournament Fighters, so they're, uh, they're the artwork um, that's inside the manual. It's very – I, I freaking love that art. Um, How big of an art book is it? It – I would say – okay, you know that uh, that Archie, like, mini comic that compiled, like, the first, what, three or four issues? Mm-hmm. It's about that size. Okay. It's like 176 pages, and it has details about, you know, the game, what year it came out, and then some clean – and it has clean art, the box art, and it shows the characters and some it's, – it's really nice. I really, really dig it. Cool. Yeah. I'm a sucker for art book. So, <laughs> like, for Tournament Fighter, there is a ton of stuff. Yeah. Like, I, th- I think I've got a couple of art books here or there, and they, they just warm shelves. Yeah, what's really, really cool for Turtles in Time is you'll see, like, they're almost like storyboard-type layouts, um, like, going through. And it's just, I, I, you know, I never thought we'd be able to see these, you know, design documents. And it's just so stinking cool to see all this stuff. So, okay. Uh, and how much is the collector's edition? Like, 150 Uh, Yeah, like, like 160 I think. 160 yeah. Okay. And you can actually still find it online, apparently. So for those of you that missed the opportunity to pre-order it, you might be able to find a copy uh, for your varying system. Are, are, you, are you trying to call me out right now? Am I? <laughs> I did not buy the, the, the special edition. Uh, and I, I don't I don't feel like I missed out just because I'm not a special edition kind of guy. I'm not either, but it really depends on the game. Like for Spider-Man, I went all out. I got the statue and everything. Are you pleased with the the bonus stuff that was in it? I am. I am rather rather pleased, actually. Okay. Just not trying to figure out how to put this stuff back in the box proper. (laughs) Uh, Well, Jeff, what else do you have to say about the Cowabunga collection? I got my Christmas wish. That's – oh, you know what? I was thinking about that just the other day that the years ago we did that episode or that Christmas special where we were like, here's what we want. And you kind of nailed this one right on, like right on the head. I'm going to go ahead and say it right now, folks. I want a hard PG 13 adult Ninja Turtles movie. (laughs) There's no such thing as a hard PG 13. Yeah. Some swearing and some beer and some blood. <laughs> Lots of beer. Well, beer? They're not old enough to drink, Jeff. They They're drink teenagers. Beer. They drink beer in the comics. Right. Every once in a while. It wasn't like a it wasn't a, a character trait. It's not like Raphael is currently struggling with alcoholism. Well, no. I would dig that, though. Yeah. I, I would dig that story if anyone's taking notes. Uh, what, let's see. What was uh, you had another video game related Christmas wish, didn't you? Wasn't it like a, a, a new game that's like open world? Well, uh, we'll see. We'll see if that Christmas wish comes true or, for, or <laughs> if Santa is going to like, you know, going to pay. <laughs> well, I, I just hope this collection does well. Like it's it's, it's reviewing, selling 
it's selling from what I've been in seeing, like at least like fifty five percent have purchased it for Switch. Um, yeah, but that, that makes sense. There, there are more switches than almost anything. Next, I think yeah. next year they projected that the Switch will be the highest selling console of all time. I could see that. Yeah. But yeah, I um, just from kind of tracking it, uh, I believe it is selling very well. Yeah, I, I know it's like a lot of most companies are very cagey when it comes to releasing their sales data uh, in Europe for some reason. That's not the case. Like they they still get like monthly sales data information, and it was like the number three best selling game in Europe, which is cool. I can imagine too, like it being un. It's like, hey, you can enjoy Ninja Turtles now, uncensored. <laughs> I, have these games been available in Europe prior to now? Probably, but I'm not sure how they. I would have to dive into it, and we would have to hear from some of our. Uh, our UK listeners, if we have any UK, yeah, um, because very much at the time they, you know, the the whole nunchuck fiasco, Mikey couldn't have nunchucks. So yeah, so unless you were going to completely change the game, it, yeah, yeah. I would love to know. So so if if anyone in Europe knows, reach out on Instagram or, or Facebook because they, they they've been released. In you know weird ways over the years that they were they were on Xbox Live for a little while or at least some of them were. Uh, one of them was part of a like a bonus feature on a 2K3 game and it's and the music was all different and weird and changed and yeah yeah like it's all of the other attempts at releasing these in some sort of prestige format has been just a calamity. So for this one to come out and actually be super comp- competent. And and more than you would even expect the package to, to to be is a relief. Yeah, like with it and with it being a license, you know, these being licensed games, you know, and not, you know, you have to go through all these different channels uh, just to be able to play these unless you play them by other means. Um, <laughs> you know, it's it's like not having access to pizza. And then now you get to have all the pizza you want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I feel like Nickelodeon, like Nickelodeon, you know, they've they've done a lot of weird things with the turtles since they bought them in 2009. Playing dodgeball. Yeah, then playing dodgeball. Like some of the, the, the there were some questionable movies. Uh, the TV shows have been pretty solid, but the the thing that I have to absolutely praise Nickelodeon for is they're down to clown. Like if you pitch an idea to them and they think they can make money off of it, they will probably tell you yes. Cause there has been a steady stream of Ninja Turtle tomfoolery ever since 2009. And it just took the right person to ask, Hey, we're working with Konami. You think we can license the Ninja Turtles? And they were like, sure, go for it. We don't own that song, but go for it. Yeah. So, so, so good so, for them. Good for them. Yeah. And, and, and it's also should be noted that that's like the only change to the music. Like everything else is there. It's just that when it's, you know, being coming to lyrics, um, 
Now, of course, like the Pizza Hut logos and stuff in, in the games, those are all gone. But that has to be. Yeah. And it's, and it's not a big deal. It it doesn't really, you know, affect the game. They could the, the screens are just kind of blacked out or whatever. So, again, very, very minute um, omissions. But having access readily accessible, you know, is just wonderful after you know, 30 something years. Yeah. It's, it's, it's sad that prior to two weeks ago, the, the most competent way to play these games in a modern setting was bootleg. Yeah. Outside of like the, the it, I guess I have to throw some praise to the one up art arcade cab cabinets, like mm-hmm. outside of the music, those are pretty solid. Yeah. Uh, but they are extremely expensive and cumbersome. Yeah. This you can carry in your laptop bag or your purse. What? You know? <laughs> uh, well, that's all I've got, Jeff. Oh, there was one thing uh, that I did want to talk about that I forgot. Um, a friend of mine has put together a uh, YouTube channel called Serial Geek TV, and it was a popular. Uh, magazine just covering all 80s cartoons and stuff and uh about three days ago uh there was an episode popped up uh talking about introducing the hero turtles and it goes into the history (laughs) of the censorship of ninja turtles in the uk oh wow yeah it's a it's a really just bonkers ride i'll have to check that out yeah and we'll probably provide a link in the show notes. If you send me a link, I'll definitely put it in the show notes. And the great thing is it's only about like 12 minutes. Okay. Okay. That's digestible. Yeah. All right. Well, as I said, I don't really have much else to say about the Cowabunga collection. Here, Here's the part where we look towards the future. And uh, we've already said what we want from Ninja, you know, Ninja Turtle games moving forward. I just want them to get away from beat-em-ups. Like as good as good as Shredder's Revenge is, I'm done. I'm done. We're probably gonna get another beat 'em up from after you know sequel to Shredder's Revenge. I can I'm gonna go ahead and call that right. Yeah, I guess I guess that would be fine if it's not the only video game. Right. Uh, there's there's so many things you can do with the Ninja Turtles that not doing something good is you're just leaving money on the table. Yeah. I mean, the fans obviously want it because, heck, they modded uh, the uh, Spider-Man for PC with all four turtles. Yep. And it looks great, with the exception of whoever decided to put headphones on Michelangelo. Shame on you. It still looks terrible. (laughs) Other than that, it it was really, really cool just seeing the turtles fight bad guys with all these different moves and stuff. It was... Oh, well, Jeff, uh, that was what episode is this? What episode is this? I'm like 97, 97. We're so close to episode 100. We are. I and I have not made plans as to what we're going to cover. I I have a few ideas, but I don't know what it's going to be. Do you know what our next episode is going to be? You still have that spreadsheet. It is uh, TMNT Adventures, the comic book, the Archie comic book. Uh, We will be reading... Mutanimals issues seven, eight, and nine, and then T 
TMNT issues 40 through 45. So we're burning through we're we're burning through that that series like there's only 70 something books. Yeah. So we're more than halfway. (laughs) We'll eventually get to Raphael punching out Hitler at some point. That's true. That, That that that's a thing that happened. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> use that as the show art exactly <laughs> and then after that episode 99 t- tentative, tentatively will be us finishing uh, the original cartoons part 4 or, I'm sorry season 4 but watching episodes 431 through 441 so big plans if uh, if any of you have like fun or what you would think would be fun plans for episode 100 send them to us like as i said i have a few ideas uh, but if you can come up with something that's better than my ideas we are we will definitely roll with that uh send them to instagram we are shellheads podcast on instagram we're also on facebook uh i you can find us just by searching shellheads podcast uh, and you'll see our logo there and you can like us and you can message us and it, we may not message you immediately but I do get back to pretty much everyone. So, yeah, and I check it occasionally. <laughs> well, Jeff, before we get to episode 98, what will you be doing? I will be at the Warp Zone Arcade, uh, Sergio, Brandon, Mississippi's premier arcade, uh, where we specialize uh, modern and retro games, um, and some vintage arcade cabinet goodness. Uh, we also uh, clean and restore uh retro cartridge-based games and cartridge-based systems. Um, and parties, uh, tournaments, we have Smash Brothers tournaments uh, pretty much every every Saturday night. Um, we're on Instagram. Uh, just look for uh, the Warp Zone Arcade and look for the big circle controller logo. Um, there should be, look for the one that has all the Ninja Turtles posts. That's the best way to, <laughs> to find us. <laughs> well, uh, at and, least right now it is. At least right now, and follow us. And uh, where can we find you, Sergio? Uh, Reality breached. Um, we we took a took a week off. Uh, we should be back next week. Uh, I think the topics are going to be She Hulk, and we're going to talk about Game of Thrones, House of Dragons again, because those shows are they're about halfway through those shows, and uh, they're pretty good. Yeah, I am enjoying some She Hulk myself. Yeah. Uh, okay, well, that does it for the show, Jeff. Go pick up your copies of the Cowbunga Collection on your console of choice, people, and enjoy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and until next time, I'm Sergio. I'm Jeff. And we're Shellheads. miss an episode of the Shellheads podcast visit realitybreach.com or subscribe on apple podcasts 
Stitcher, or anywhere you get your podcasts.